chapter 4. I appreciate uh, Will and uh, David filling in and also Adam filling in too uh, for uh, the kids on Sunday night. Appreciate that. It's nice to have guys that can step up and do that. That's a real blessing. I tell you, I just, we have a lot to be thankful for at New Testament Baptist Church. We really do. And um, I just like the guys I talked to this weekend just about their churches and stuff. I mean, they would love to have what we have regarding, you know, how many kids we have, you know. Um, I know sometimes it can get a little loud or distracting sometimes with kids, but let me, let me assure you, let me assure you, uh, the, uh, most of the preachers I know would love to have that problem in their congregation. And so that's always something to remember. And, and you know, uh, we have a lot of kids that can get loud sometimes, and parents are doing their best, and and everybody's taking them out when they need to and such. But, I, you know, I, that's a good problem to have, you know. It really is. And so um, if sometimes if the kids have ever been disruptive, make it a, make it a time of prayer, you, you know, instead of uh, being upset, you know. I, I think uh, maybe make it a time of prayer to pray for that parent, you know. And, uh, and I don't know, just a different way of thinking about it. And I was just reminded of that this weekend because there weren't, hardly any little kids at all I, and, and, and throughout the whole meeting there wasn't any not little ones and uh, so uh, I'm just thankful for what God has blessed us with Acts chapter 4 um, let's read verse 32 through 37 in my devotions I've been, and read the New Testament I've been in Acts and so um, the, the character I'm going to talk about tonight I just, I just love this guy I, I really do he's so encouraging and um and I want to be an encouragement to you tonight. Uh, we're going to look at Barnabas this evening. We're going to look at Barnabas. Uh, Acts 4 and verse 32 through 37 says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all, nor was there anyone among them who lacked uh, for all who were... I mean, it took care of each other. That, that's really what you get. I mean, a lot of times I've heard these verses used to teach socialism. Everybody had the same. That's not, that's not the principle being laid out here. Uh, but nobody in the congregation lacked. I mean, everybody poured their resources together. Let me tell you what, if there was persecution, like what was going on here... We would, we would probably be more, a little bit more like this. It would be a necessity. We would need to pour our resources together and everybody would be taken care of the same. Um, and so this isn't teaching how to function a government, okay? That's not what this is about. Uh, but, but anyhow, that's, that's a side note. Um, it says, For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each as everyone had need. And Joseph, uh, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. I mean, he just brought everything and laid it down so you guys can have it. And uh, but anyhow, let's pray. Father, I pray for uh, this lesson tonight. I pray to be an encouragement and to your people. And, Lord, I pray that we would learn from Barnabas. And uh, I pray that you'd help me to be an encouragement and help us to be an encouragement to one another 
And uh, Lord, always be uplifting each other, sacrificing and giving, and uh, thinking the best of others. And uh, just help us to be like Barnabas as we see him tonight. In Jesus' name, and amen. Joseph is his name, but you didn't know him by that, did you? You knew him by Barnabas. I, I sometimes forget that Barnabas wasn't even his normal name, you know, or his, his given name. Um, it's kind of like when people get nicknames, you know. Oh, your name is really this, you know. Um, and he got surnamed uh, by the apostles. In other words, he got nicknamed. He got an extra name by the apostles, a name that reflected something about himself. That's, that's usually how you get a nickname sometimes, isn't it? Uh, sometimes there's mean nicknames kids give to each other that reflect something about the person's character, their looks, uh, or, or a nickname based upon something that happened to them. Um, I, had a, I had several nicknames growing up. Um, uh, one thing I learned, if you get a nickname you don't like, you know, just, just go with it. You know, if it's, especially if it's one given to you, you know, to try to upset you, just to laugh and go on. Or you might get stuck with it forever. Uh, I got nicknamed Washrag for a long time. Um, my nickname was Washrag. And all, all because I went to school with a, uh, a hoodie. And in the, my hoodie, in my hoodie, I had a washrag. It was in there all day. I didn't know it. And the guy, one of the guys in class reached in there and pulled it out. And sure enough, it was our washrag. I got nicknamed Washrag for a while. I thought it was funny. And, uh, but I've seen kids get stuck with some nicknames, and it never left them. And sometimes they weren't pleasant. But, you know, not, not very often do we hear people get nicknames for something in regards to something admirable about their character. I mean, our human nature gives nicknames usually for something that's kind of funny, you know. You know, like, like I just noted, something character. Um, but how many nicknames do people have in our culture and society that they're given by other people because of something good? And that, that's what happened here. I just love that because we don't really see that. How wonderful it would be for a person to get a nickname because of a great trait that they have. He was an encourager. He was an encourager. So he got nicknamed. Uh, surnamed Barnabas because his name means son of consolation or son of comfort, son of encouragement. Uh, that word consolation speaks of exhortation, which would, an, an exhortation that would be give comfort, faith, encourage faith, or, or courage. Now he doesn't appear to be uh, surnamed this because of this one act. He seems to have already had this uh, nickname even before then. Um, but this, this is a great act of generosity, and it was not the first thing he did. Uh, that was no doubt, this was no doubt very encouraging, and we'll see, uh, was not the last uh, thing that he did that is recorded in Scripture. Um, no doubt, as I think about Barnabas, there had to be, a, there had to be somebody else's in Barnabas' life too. You know, everybody needs encouragement, don't they? And I think Barnabas, I, th I think about what encouragement Barnabas was, and then I think about who encouraged Barnabas. <laughs> you know, we don't even know who that person was, but I, I guarantee you that there is somebody in Barnabas' life. If you could ask Barnabas, Barnabas, who has been an encouragement to you? He would have an answer for that. He, he, would, have to, he would have somebody. Maybe say, say Paul, I don't know. Uh, but he would have somebody. Um, when most people who have done notable things uh, in our culture and society, when people receive rewards or, or, or whatever, and uh, they, they receive those rewards, usually they're prepared, you know, to give a statement of something. I want to thank so-and-so, I want to thank so-and-so, you know, uh, whoever it may be, uh, people that encouraged them along the way. And, um, you, you know, I, I have no doubt that if 
all of us were honest here tonight as Christians, if, if somebody came up to you and said, well, who, who would you like to acknowledge right now for you know, your Christian walk and where you're at today in the Lord? Of course you're going to say, well, Jesus, we, we, we get that. But there's going to be individuals that Jesus used in your life to help you along that way. There was people in Barnabas' life, and Barnabas was that person as well. And I think we should want to try to be that Barnabas. Um, may we be encouraged by the example of Barnabas and seek to encourage others the way that he did. Uh, just three quick uh, thoughts tonight about Barnabas, uh, things to acknowledge about him. One, Barnabas was not a faker. He, he was not a pretender. He was, a, he was real. Um, to be a true spiritual encourager, it takes more than just an occasional you know, slap on the back um, you can do it kind of mentality. Uh, you know, he, he was involved in people's lives, and we'll see that throughout a, a few verses. But in Acts chapter 11 and verse 24, I, 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 this Bible, this verse is always underlined in my Bibles, and I get a new Bible, it's, as soon as I get to Acts eleven twenty-four, I always underline it, I, I highlight it, because I, I've loved this verse for many years when it comes to Barnabas. Acts eleven twenty four speaking of Barnabas, and it says, For he was a good man. That would be a good thing to be said about you in the Bible, wouldn't it? <laughs> he was a good man. Now, what's not, what's not talking about in regards to his natural man, okay? But when you looked at him, he is a good man. It talks about, we know there's none good, no not one. This isn't a doctrinal exposition of total depravity, okay? When you looked at Barnabas... You'd say, there's a, there's a good man. That's what the Bible said about him. For he was a good man. But why was he a good man? What, why did he do good? Full of the Holy Spirit. This is what makes a person good. Say, I want to be a good man. Full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. I love that. But then I don't, you can't leave off the last part of that, that's, that, that verse that says, and a great many people were added to the Lord. I think there's a connection there. Listen, I think God likes to use good people who are full of the Holy Spirit and people full of faith. That was Barnabas. Barnabas was used of God to bring many people to the Lord. I want to be that person. I want to be that good man, full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith that God will use to add and to draw people unto Him. Now, we know God's going to save His people. We get that. But I want to be used in that manner. And I think you would too. Um, so Barnabas was that good man. He walked with the Lord, a man of faith. And this is his source, his ability to be able to encourage. See, well, he's labeled as a, as a man of encouragement, but how did he become a, such an encourager to people? This is it. This is the key. All right? He, he, is, he is a man full of the Holy Spirit. He's a man who walked with God. And, and he was a, a man who trusted God, a man of faith. He was a good man. And you, you need those elements in your life if you're going to be a spiritual encourager for other people to trust God, for other people to be walk with Jesus, to, for other people to be good. You've got to be, you need to be that yourself, right? I mean, if you, isn't that the things that as a spiritual encourager you want to encourage people to do? To have faith, to, to walk with Jesus, to be full of the Spirit, and, and to be a good person, a good Christian, a good Christian. That's what we should want to be encouraging people to do. One of the, one of the things we should want to encourage them. And, um, and so, uh, but you've got to be that person yourself. Um, you, you want to encourage people to do something, make sure that that's what you're doing, you know. Uh, anyhow, let's move on here. 
Uh, but to be an encourager in the things of Christ, it, it, we must, it must come forth from a life that is truly abiding in the Lord Jesus. Uh, one, if not, we're not going to have the strength to do it effectively. In other words, we can't do it in our own strength. To be an encourager, we've got to abide in Christ. Um, you know, the goodness of Barnabas uh, definitely came from a special relationship that he had with the Lord. As it says, he was full of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit controlled him. That's what it speaks of in the Scripture, full of the Holy Spirit for a child of God. In other words, you're, you are under the control of the Holy Spirit in your life. Uh, be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So don't be controlled by wine or intoxicating drink. Be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. He was led of the Spirit of God. And when our actions spring forth from a life that, that is uh, walking in the Spirit, communing with Christ, then our works will be that which the Lord uh, leads us to, and, and our hearts will be engaged in the activity, and joy uh, will be our natural demeanor, and the impact will be greater as it was with Barnabas as much people were added to the Lord. Now, Barnabas is mentioned there in, in Acts 4 as having land, sold it, uh, brought the money, laid it at the apostles' feet. And when he gave liberally, or when we give liberally, uh, it no doubt helps those in need and it encourages them. That's one way we encourage. He was called a son of encouragement, and he comes and, and he gives sacrificially. That's, that's one of the ways that we give, and, or one of the ways that we encourage others is simply by giving sometimes, you know, giving people cards, uh, words of affirmation, you know, words of encouragement, uh, giving, giving words uh, and sometimes putting money in it or gift cards, you know, just little things to let them know you're thinking of them and you want to be a blessing to them. Um, so Barnabas did this, okay? But here's the thing. It's very interesting to me because right after it talks about Barnabas, we have a chapter break, which is not there. It's not inspired. But immediately goes into these other people that appear to do the same thing Barnabas did, Ananias and Sapphira. Um, they, they pretended to have done what Barnabas did, but they didn't really do it. And if you read the account there, the Lord <laughs> strikes them down dead. Uh, they, were they were pretenders. Barnabas was not. Barnabas was just real. He wasn't pretentious. His love wasn't filled with dissimulation or hypocrisy. He, he was a real lover of Jesus Christ. It showed in his life, and he didn't have anything to hide. He's transparent. And, and these, these Ananias and Sapphira, they pretended to be that way, trying to hide it, trying to lie, trying to get words of, of admiration, acceptance, or, or whatever for having done something that they didn't do. And, but that's not Barnabas. He was real, and he really gave, really a giving person. And um, they, all, they obviously wanted recognition of having given without having given. And, um, but Barnabas was, was genuine in his giving and service, and, uh, and we, we see that about him. Um, all right, let's go ahead and go to the next, next thought here. So, so be, a, be a Barnabas. Um, give sincerely without hypocrisy. Um, be real. Uh, don't fake it, you know. Ask God to help you to be a real Barnabas, to be a real encourager. Um, uh, next thought about Barnabas is he's seen potential and not problems. That's key to be an encourager. Uh, Barnabas is next mentioned in the New Testament in connection with the Apostle Paul. That's the next time he's seen in Acts chapter 9. 
in verse 23 through 27. Um, listen, when you look at um, Apostle Paul, Barnabas, Barnabas is in the faith serving the Lord before the Apostle Paul. Uh, Barnabas isn't the fruit uh, of Paul, okay? Uh, Barnabas helps Paul and, and serves with Paul and goes on mission journeys with Paul. Uh, but in Acts chapter 9, Paul has been saved and uh, he's been teaching and now he has left um, and he's went to the brethren. And um, we'll just go ahead and read this in Acts 9 verse 23. After many days were passed, the Jews plotted to uh, kill him, but their plot became known to Saul and they watched the gates day and night. Um, to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall in a large basket. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas, I love that. I mean, it would be hard. I mean, the, the, there would be a lot of, there would be some serious trust issues going on, wouldn't there? I mean, uh, Paul had been, had been killing Christians and now God has saved him, and now he is left from where he was, and he's joined the disciples, trying to, but they're like, uh. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So Barnabas stood up, Barnabas stood up for Paul. He stood up for Paul. He had witnessed the change in Paul, and he, and he, and he trusted that. He believed that. He believed that God did a great work in Paul. I love that. Now, now Paul had shown some evidence of fruits and he had preached and stuff, but I'll be honest with you, how, how quick would we be to believe the best about somebody that was killing Christians, you know, not that long ago, and now, you know, and we heard about it, and now that same person's been killing Christians, you didn't hear them speak, you didn't hear them preach Jesus after that, but then they show up in your town and boy, they're like they're trying to come in on. And you're like, oh boy, uh. <laughs> you would need a Barnabas. You would need somebody who was an eyewitness. I mean, and Barnabas was that eyewitness, but Barnabas spoke for him, and and, and Barnabas uh, was a person that could could see the best in Paul and others, as we'll mention in a moment. But uh, Barnabas had seen some things in Paul. He he seen the hand of God on him, and he was not afraid to speak up for him. Encouragers will love people, and love will hope all things, endure all things, and believe all things. doesn't mean we're gullible and naive, uh, but they will seek to believe the best and hope the best until proven otherwise. That's an encouraging person. If, you, if you're the type of person that tends to always believe the worst at first, <laughs> you're not much of an encourager probably. And that, that's our, isn't that our nature though? Sometimes we've got to fight that, to believe the worst at first. And we've we got to fight that. You know, I don't want to do that. I want to believe... Uh, the best at first. I, I really do. I want to believe what's best. And um, he wanted to believe in Paul and in the power of God uh, that he had seen at work in him. You know, encouragers have a way sometimes to see potential where sometimes discouragers have a way to see the problems. Uh, I believe there's a place for acknowledging the problems, uh, but not to keep us back from doing what the Lord has given us to do but to help us to plan how to overcome the obstacles that we foresee. It doesn't mean that, that encouragers never see problems. It just means encouragers just go forward and they try to overcome the problems. Encouragers like Joshua and Caleb, I mean, they would not disagree with the rest of the guys, uh, the rest of the spies when they said, 
hey, those guys are huge. They would not disagree with that, that the size of the problem. Uh, but they knew the promises of God and the size of their God. And so they seen the same problems, but they looked at them differently because they trusted in the Lord. And they were encouragers. They said, we can do this. We can overcome. We can take what God has given us. David Jeremiah said this about encouragement. He said, one of the telltale signs of a Christian who has the gift of encouragement is to be found right here. He champions the underdog. He'll jump on the bandwagon when everyone else is jumping off. If at the zenith of his influence as an apostle, Paul had been asked to name his number one encourager, he would have spoken of the Holy Spirit and he would have mentioned Barnabas. <laughs> I have no doubt that's probably true. You know, Barnabas shows forth the same mindset and how he's seen John Mark. Um, there's a lot of, always a lot of de debate about Barnabas and John Mark and then Paul and all of that. Uh, and, but in Acts chapter 15, uh, just, just a little side note here, because I think this is a character trait of Barnabas. We've seen him do that with Paul. I think he's doing it with John Mark. Um, but in Acts 15, uh, we see there's a little bit of a debate here, division between, now there's a division between Paul and Barnabas. In verse 36, that after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and with visit our brethren in every city where we have preached uh, the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with him, with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Uh, so Paul seemed to be like, yeah, you messed up one time, but that's it. <laughs> you know, with John Mark anyway. Uh, then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Now, the storyline falls Paul, so automatically we think, well, Paul was right. But that's where the story follows. It follows Paul. We know he wrote the epistles. Um, and and maybe, maybe Paul was right to some extent. But still, whether he's right or not isn't really what I'm, is what I want to bring out. I want to bring out the fact of, of the character of Barnabas that was still willing to give Mark a second chance. And we'll find out later, what you could find out later is that we find out that John Mark is still a good guy because we find later that, that Paul requests his presence later. And, and so, well, whatever it was, I mean... It, Barnabas had confidence in his character, and it was proven to be true. Um, but anyhow, in, in his letters, uh, Paul mentions the profitability uh, of the ministry uh, or the need of John Mark. Um, Paul had thought somewhat that John Mark had disqualified himself. And maybe in some sense he had. Maybe there was a trust thing. But you know what? God, God worked in spite of that, and... Um, Maybe Paul's not willing to take him. Maybe, maybe that challenged John Mark. Maybe that was good for John Mark. You know, maybe, what, Paul don't trust me because I didn't do that? So, so maybe John Mark needed that side of someone saying, I don't know if I trust you. And then he also needed to Barnabas to say, you know what, I'm going to give you a second chance here. I think, 
you know what? We need both of those kind of people in our life, don't we? Need to, we need the people to hold our feet to the fire and say, man, you messed up. I don't know if I can trust you. But then we also need that other person that's going to be an encourager, you know? And I think we can be both of those people at the same time. I think we can be both of those people at the same time and learn from both of those. Somebody to challenge us, but somebody also to encourage us. Um, so Barnabas didn't give up. He seen something in John Mark that was greater than the failure of John Mark uh, to be dependable in the past. He had seen that. Now, now he, was, he also was family. He was his nephew uh, in Colossians 4, 10. You see that, so that might be an added element. Um, but John Mark is historically believed to be the same Mark of the Gospel of Mark. So that's something to consider, too. So some agree, some disagree, but a lot agree that he is. Um, but anyhow, be an encourager. You know, see potential, believe the best, give people a chance, you can, and you can still hold them accountable as well. Um, now, now, lastly and quickly, uh, Barnabas was, a, was about people and not prominence. We don't read much about Barnabas, but I have a feeling he was a big player, a big player. It's very interesting to me that Barnabas is not mentioned too often, but maybe it's that way because that's the way Barnabas would have had it. And I think maybe God gave that to him. Barnabas was very important in the ministry of Paul. He preached the Word of God right alongside of Paul. He wasn't just a companion that ministered to Paul, okay? He wasn't just a companion and ministered to Paul's needs. Barnabas is not in the limelight of our attention but when the name of Paul and Barnabas are mentioned together in the scriptures, okay, Barnabas's name is used more often mentioned first. Sometimes that means something in the Bible. I just think that the, the scriptures are acknowledging the, the, the importance of Barnabas. Um, so this should tell us not underestimate the encouraging sidekick uh, that, that doesn't seem to be the main guy in the eyes of others. Uh, Paul was noted as the chief speaker, indeed, but Barnabas was vital to the ministry. In Acts 11, 22 through 25, Barnabas was concerned about the people uh, being able to, to grow more in the faith. And what does he do? He goes and gets Paul. I love that. Um, he could have taught him, but Barnabas probably just knew that Paul was a better teacher than him. And, and so he wanted what was best for the people. Um, that's the heart of an encourager. Encouragers care more about people than prominence. A modern-day Barnabas is more, is more comfortable sometimes behind the scenes, out of the spotlight, and sometimes they refuse to be publicly recognized. And, uh, you know, that, that's a good thing. I thank God for those, the encouragers behind the scenes and how much they are a blessing to me. An encourager is truly about the people and not about themselves being praised at all. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. So be an encourager, be real, not a pretender, be giving. See potential and not just problems. Be about the people and not about yourself. All right. Father, use this uh, lesson tonight to be an encouragement to your people, to be an encourager um, as Barnabas was. Help us, Lord, to be full of the Holy Spirit and of faith that we might be good people. And, Lord, that you might use us to draw many people unto you to encourage your people, to uplift your people. And Lord, help us, Lord, not to seek the limelight and seek attention and, and help us to be real, Lord, and not try to be pretentious about things that we haven't done. 
Uh, Father, help us, I pray, uh, Lord, to uh, be more like Barnabas. In Jesus' name, amen.